2: The title Ghost in the Town or from a ghost town. Or there's a new uh, Rolling Stone album just dropped. Oh, really? A new live album that's supposed to tide people over because they're supposed to be, uh, you know, going on tour. And obviously they can't. So uh, I might check that out because sometimes their stuff is great. Sometimes it's freaking horrible. So
3: I'll check yeah, and see which well- of this it is. Uh, it's, you know, it's, I'd say it's rarely horrible. Often it's completely unnecessary. Yeah, that's a better word. A better yeah. word.
2: Unnecessary. I, I, it's just why, why am I listening? Another live version of jumping Jump black flash, jumping, whatever.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you what though. If you enjoy the stones, you want something that is, I'm getting chills even thinking about it. It is exquisite. Is there totally stripped? Uh, documentary. Stripped was a thing Martin Scorsese did. It's fantastic. It It is a small theater show where they're doing the songs the way they're supposed to. You could hear it. Mick's not just running around a stage bellowing at 60,000 people. He's actually singing the songs and everything's great. And then Totally Stripped is a documentary about that And it includes other songs from the theater tour of small theaters and studio stuff. Then do it, and it's all it has. There's room for the music to breathe, and the harmonies are all there. It's unbelievable.
2: Is that Scorsese also? I don't know. He does great concert films. He obviously did the Last Waltz, the most famous concert movie of all time. But um, I watched the Rolling Thunder Review on Netflix that, uh, that that debuted a couple of months ago, and that's Scorsese from back in the
3: day. Yeah, I uh, the Totally Strip thing is a little more fly on the Wally, but it's it's so good. Oh my God, it reminds me why I love that band so much. Speaking of
2: uh, celebrities, and uh, it melds with politics, uh, Joe Biden has given Louis C.K. his money back. Louis C.K. had donated the maximum $2,800 to the Joe Biden for President campaign. But because of Louis C.K.'s sexual allegations and wanking in front of their women, um, uh, Joe Biden decided not to take his money. I always signal
3: loved, that virtue. Signal I, I know. I always,
2: always love these gestures, and everybody does it. It's not unique to this situation in Joe Biden, but I, I just have always thought this was so stupid. Are you gonna give the money back that you were given by whatever corporation that is known to have invested in colonialism or
0: no, no? no, no I'm not.
2: No, I'm not, and <laughs> I don't think anybody uh, I'm gonna I, use it to try to get elected to do what I want to do. I, I think the best answer somebody said this fairly recently. If I can take money from people I hate so I can get elected to do things I want to do, I'm all for it.
3: Somebody right? said. Or I'm going to take Louis C.K.'s money, and I'm going to use it to crack down on people who jerk off in front of their friends. You know, (laughs) Pardon the frank talk, folks. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you could fill a book with the repugnant people and corporations that have donated to every candidate. Please stop it with that.
2: God, that's such a good pivot. That works perfectly well for me. You and the, the people who believe in me and my policies are going to have a better shot because of this money. The fact right. that it comes from this scumbag doesn't make any difference. Uh, whatever. That money's <laughs> unclean. Well, here's here's the other part of it. Me taking the $2,800 is not me endorsing, you know, working your
3: man in front of your friends. <laughs> Retweets, non equal endorsement. Exactly. <laughs> not a joke. I know. Politics is so dumb. Most of it. Oy. You know what it but is. But it's the it's, only system we got.
2: It's Louis C.K. donating money to Joe Biden, so if Joe Biden becomes president, he'll somehow be pardoned or make it legal to uh, yes. you know punch the clown in front of uh, workmates.
3: <laughs> you think that'll happen? Biden's gonna pass some sort of bill that allows hair sniffing and and, and, and man working. Punch the clown? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> One of my faves. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: I'm just yeah. going to keep doing that story until I ran out of euphemisms. <laughs> That's going to be like a week.
3: Yeah, no kidding. Unless you have a, you know, I've got completely more than, waxed dolphin.
2: Part of our audience has had more than they want. I'm sure.
3: Oh yes, not all. And I'd like audience. to apologize for the co-host's disgusting uh, verbiage.
2: How are you doing on your diet and exercise during all this? Well, they did a survey. Uh, are you, is it getting worse, gotten better, or not changed? Worse, well, the smallest number is uh, gotten better, but there are 13 percent of people who say their diet is better during all this, and 14 percent who say they're exercising more. Uh, we were on a sales uh, a, a Zoom call with our sales manager the other day, and he was clearly working out, and he's a, a triathlete sort of guy. I'll bet he's working out more during this than he normally does, but he's in that group.
3: I wonder. Yeah, it's entirely possible. Good for him uh yeah not
2: changed is the is the vast bulk of people I'd say for me, mostly, it hasn't changed much. uh I was not doing well before I'm not doing well now, but gotten worse uh twenty eight percent of people say their diet has gotten worse, and almost forty percent of people say they're exercising less, which is not a good way to handle stressful situations, eating worse and getting less exercise,
3: yeah, yeah, oh, huh, that's yeah, i yeah, I gotta do better, goodness sakes. Speaking um, of Zoom, I yes. saw an article. We're all oh, getting yeah, Zoom fatigue. Yeah, yeah, I
2: I just saw a uh, somebody retweet that and say, "Boy, you talk about a first world problem—the discussion of Zoom fatigue." Yeah, <laughs> I'd say I'm <laughs> you know, starving funny, I'm... to death. I'm dying of corona.
3: I've got Zoom fatigue. <laughs> I had two Zoom meetings today. <laughs> You're breaking my heart. What the hell is that? Yeah, we're, we end up sitting too much. We blah blah blah. Oh, please. Oh my god. Well, you got to churn out something, I guess, to fill up your website, but. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, Um. I am uh, really enjoying reading Tom Sawyer to my oldest son. Uh, we're looking for some different books to get into. Uh, we're kind of, you know, in summer mode for the most part with school. They're doing a little bit of the day online, but it certainly isn't the same. Um, uh, so we decided to try to read a classic and through about three or four chapters now. It's a little hard to understand. We have to pause a lot, and you know, he says, "What does that mean?" And I have to say, I'm not sure, um
3: because mm. some some of it is like really difficult to to well, make I'm your glad, way through. I'm glad Tom Sawyer's going well because you tried American Psycho, and mm-hmm. you got a
0: couple of chapters into that classic, and I a read, lot of the uh, symbolism was lost on the lad. I feel we, right.
2: we started right. with Naked Lunch, William Burroughs, <laughs> 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 and if you've ever read that, you know how funny that is. Because oh boy, you can't read that as a 40 year old and and no. stomach it. No. Um we went to Clockwork Orange and now we're at uh, <laughs> we're now we're at Tom Sawyer.
3: Yeah, that that probably should have started there.
2: But so we we just read through one of the most classic scenes in all of the history of literature all over the world, which reminds me we've got to do a Shakespeare quote on Shakespeare's birthday death day. Um uh, we just read the whitewash fence story. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, just you know, yep. there's hardly a more iconic story than that. Certainly in America, and uh, he really enjoyed it. And and I had some concern, you know, is it gonna to translate to the to the modern Minecraft and Nintendo generation? But he's right. laughing out loud at a lot of this oh, stuff. Oh, that's beautiful. The way the way Tom convinced people to do his work for him and some of the things he got for it
3: <laughs> were just hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's great. Modern day warrior mean mean
0: pride. So huh? The book was written in eighteen seventy five, hmm? and those words spoken to someone born in the twenty tens, is making that person laugh yeah that's yeah, it, awesome it to is me. it is it is pretty amazing
3: well which you know probably brings us to shakespeare whose works are still completely relevant although you do have to concentrate pretty hard because the the syntax is so odd from a modern point of view but real shakespearean actors don't uh, i once asked my son who was uh who was actually a trained shakespearean actor I was saying, why don't you, like, update the verbiage so people can understand it. He was, it was like I suggested oh, you yeah. marry a cat. I'll bet. I'll bet <laughs> he, also he, looked Shakespeare's. he looked at me like I'd lost my mind. It's like the NIV Bible
0: versus the King James. But you something. know what the Rolling Stones need? An accordion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm uh, a fan of the accordion. If you'd said bagpipes, that would have been ah, funnier. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, you want a Shakespeare quote? Uh, sure. Uh, all right. Give every man thy ear, but few thy voice. William Hmm. Shakespeare.
2: That's that's the old, listen more than you talk. That's pretty good.
0: I I took that to mean listen to people, but don't let them speak for you.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Don't give them your voice. Okay, let me think about that. Mm. Uh, Give every man thy ear, but few thy voice.
3: Essentially the plot of The Little Mermaid as well. Don't give somebody your voice. Yeah.
2: Shakespeare was speaking of the King James Bible. Some people think Shakespeare had a hand in writing that. He was alive at the time of the writing of that.
3: Uh, some people deny he was alive at all. That he was a real person. Oh and yeah, he should right. Shut up.
2: Yeah, that he's kind of a um, uh, just a bunch of different people working together
3: writing right. under that name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have another uh, Shakespeare quote? That one was mostly confusing to me, Sean.
0: Okay. Um. How about? Oh, what may man within him hide? though angel on the outward side. Mm, that's a good one. Who knows what le- evil works in the hearts of men? Absolutely.
3: Shakespeare knows. Absolutely. I read three Shakespeare's. I also read three Shakespeare's. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, George. Uh, well, let's see. Do we have time for this? Yeah, we do. Uh, briefly, you want to hear 15 words invented by Shakespeare? No, good one. Yes. Good one. Uh, from Henry VI. Merkin. Do you care which is Merkin play it's from? There? Shut yeah, is it? up. <laughs> Michael, settle down. <laughs> Bandit. He made up bandit? Yes. He made up the word critic. He made up the word dauntless. Dwindle. Elbow as a verb. Elbow people elbow aside. Some, yeah. Exactly. Green-eyed to describe jealousy. Wow. L- lackluster was a Shakespeareism. He made up the word lonely. Skim milk. That's oh. a, swagger in Think- Midsummer Night's Dream. Made up the word swagger. Skim milk. Yeah. Hmm. And he also, it appears to be the first use of... He loved to use the prefix un with words that normally didn't have it, including unaware, uncomfortable, undress, unearthly, and unreal, um, which he gets credit for. And there are, there are other phrases and insults that come from uh, Shakespeare that are really interesting and amusing if you're into this sort of thing. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if, if he or they... Well, I if he or they existed, certainly somebody existed and wrote the damn stuff. Um, I, it, it's influence on the entire language. I wonder, is there a parallel anywhere on Earth um, in other languages and cultures to Shakespeare?
2: I don't know, probably. This long-lasting, yeah, I, boy, I'm, I'm not aware of it. it. certainly could exist in China or the Middle East or something, and I wouldn't be aware of it. I was reading, right. I just read the other day the St. Crispin speech, which is one of my favorite Shakespeare things from Henry the.
3: Fifth, I think,
2: and that's got the We Band of Brothers part in it, where Band of Brothers came from.
3: Ah, yeah.
2: Just fantastic.
3: Wow, what um, an impact. Let's see. Uh, if you're a foreigner fan, you can shake thank Shakespeare for hot-blooded and,
0: <laughs> and, cold, and see.
3: cold-blooded while you're at it. I cannot think of the St.
2: Crispin's Day speech without getting a little hair on the back of my neck standing up. It is just like the greatest thing ever written about going into battle. Yeah. An Englishman now abed will hold their manhoods cheap and feel their lives accursed that they were not with us on this day. That is
3: unbelievable. Who's with me? Who's with yeah, me? I know. It is un- <laughs> it is unbelievable. It, it, it gives a shiver. I, it, certainly to men folk. You don't want to hold your manhood cheap. Who wants to hell, do that? Hell no. Feel your life accursed. Oh, that's the way to go through life. That'd be rotten.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the economic news that's out today. I'm seeing a breaking story about Amazon that I want to take a look at. They did something uh, hinky. Uh, Amazon, Amazon's not going to come out of this uh, the way they were going into this, this whole pandemic thing. This no. has been a real blow to Amazon uh, in all kinds of different ways. But anyway, a lot on the way, our text line is 415295 KFTC. Is the new Rolling Stones song that just came out today? I believe from the new album that's coming out today. Sounds groovy. Trying to hold over the uh, Rolling Stones fans that aren't going to get to spend three hundred dollars for a bad seat and right. listen to uh, Mick Jagger shout at them. I shouldn't say in a that. stadium. I know so many people that are planning to go or you know bought tickets are very very excited about it. Well, what do I what do I do and let my cynicism leak into your fun? That's just the worst of humanity
3: right Yeah, now. wow. Want whizzing on Cheerios, as they say. I'm
2: a bad person. Which has <laughs> got to
3: be a rarity, you know, literally, but uh, metaphorically, I get it. Right.
2: Don't whiz in my Cheerios. Um, so similar to the big story the other day out of L.A. County, USC uh, looked into it, and hey, it's it's not 7,000 cases of corona. Looks like you had somewhere around 400,000 cases of corona. <laughs> Perhaps.
3: Um, now, that's a margin of error,
2: similar to New York. So they did this big antibody study and the results were released by Governor Cuomo just a few minutes ago. And they estimate somewhere around 14 percent of residents in New York have had the coronavirus at some point, which would add up to in the millions um across the whole state Uh and, you know, it's just a way larger number than anybody was talking about before. So th- this, this is a changing, this is, this is like a changing story. And I don't know where it's going or what we're going to do with the information, uh, given where we are right now. But it turns out way more people have and had it than we even contemplated.
3: Right. Which so, relates to the whole percentage of fatalities or severe cases and the rest of it. And, uh, Well, the
2: bad it, news is it's way more contagious than we even thought apparently,
3: right? Yes. So it's that's clearly... we're not contagious. 100% sure it's bad news. But the good well, news... Well, yeah, it's bad news, yeah.
2: But well, the good news is, as you were just saying, the death rate comes down when you got that many cases. So the number of people right. that catch it and die... Hell, the number <sighs> yeah, of people who catch it and even know they have it isn't that high.
3: <laughs> although the number of people who've died of it... Although, again, there's so much complexity built on every single data point because there are they are almost certainly... Overcounting Corona deaths because if some oldster who's got all sorts of underlying problems croaks with the disease, they count it as a COVID-19 death. On the other hand, they're probably undercounting it to some extent because a lot of people who croaked late last year, early this year, before they even started checking, probably had it. So, you know, mm. I don't know. But there have been, what, what are we at? Like 48,000 people in the country or something like that, uh, which is pretty, pretty bad. Uh, in spite of all the krakens down we've done, or I don't know, I don't know. Okay, there's look- so many question marks.
2: I'm looking at this quote from Governor Whitmer of Michigan. Joe Biden would be a phenomenal president. I'm a big fan of his, and I'm a big supporter of his, and I'm going to support him in any way I think will be helpful. What is mm. what is the what is the uh, the talk in that circle there, Sean? Is, is she like
0: really high on the list of of potential VPs? Oh, absolutely. People are hot on her, uh, particularly after. Trump kind of started a fight as a prejudicial thing, but him picking a fight with her and then a lot of people thought because it's a swing state, maybe we can, you know, so I've her Stacey Abrams are probably the two most frequently mentioned names. I tell you what, the swing state
3: thing is state thing is enormous. She has executive experience. You know, she's gone up against Trump, so she'd be a good hatchet man on the campaign trail. Yeah, she's definitely in the first tier.
2: I don't know anything about this Stacey Abrams woman from Georgia, but I do know that I've seen uh, Ben Shapiro and Jonah Goldberg say, people who are talking about Stacey Abrams on cable news just show that they have no idea what they're talking about. (laughs) And I don't know anything more than that. That's all I know. You
3: about stole the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, she's wildly overrated. I mean, she's, she's a fine gal, very smart. She's an activist. She's a black woman. Ran for governor of Georgia, lost, but made scored a lot of points about voters' rights and the rest of it. So, you know, she's a cause celeb among activists, but she's very good of, on the mic too. She oh, that she, helps, yeah.
2: that helps, yeah, because Biden's going to need that. Yes,
3: <laughs>
2: Biden is going to need somebody that's good on the microphone. Liz is the best attack dog out there. If he wants that, though, she's vicious. Strong
0: and Getty.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show. We uh, now have the honor to talk to Alex Azar, the Secretary of Health and Human Services for the United States of America. Mr. Secretary, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. I'm uh, really glad to be on your show. Thank you. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. We were hoping for the Secretary of Defense. Um... (laughs) (laughs) uh, My department's twice as big as his. Is that right? Yes. In, in what in what terms, people? In money, one point two trillion dollars. I had, only about six hundred. Nobody trillion, knows you know? that. You Small. should you
2: should mention that at the beginning of every interview. Nobody knows that. That's that's a stone. We're, we're bigger than the British Empire. And what's the what's most of the money spent on
3: Medicare, Medicaid, Obamacare? Okay. There you go. There you go. Sir. There you go.
2: So that was an interview from I don't know a couple of months ago, and I had never heard of the guy before. And i kind of forgotten about him, and uh, he's the guy who runs Health and Human Services, as you just heard from his own mouth on this show, which is twice the size of the Department of Defense.
3: Mm, That's amazing. Very large. Well, most of the federal budget is spent on entitlements.
2: Well, he is being given the goat's horns, at least today, by the Wall Street Journal, for back in January 29th, the very beginning of this thing, before anybody in America had even died from it, that we're aware of... Um, uh, he told Trump it's all under control yeah, you got it we got this we got this everything is good don't worry about it we got a million tests going out this week it's under control we got it contained and of course Trump went forward saying that because that's what he was told by the guy he hired to uh to make those decisions and so Wall Street Journal with a long article today uh, saying that he was completely out of line on that
3: well right um you know it's funny and this is the the danger that the the Tar pit that is bureaucracies. So Trump absolutely can claim look, I got bad information from the Secretary of HHS. I was saying we had tests because I'm being told he had tests. Well, you could respond to him. You got to hire better people. Well, I. Don't believe Alex Azar, the secretary of HHS, running the biggest department in the government, personally tested the tests to make sure they were good. Sure. So he was getting crap from below him because nobody wants to pass the poop uphill. You know, to paraphrase the popular saying about the flow of poop.
2: defecate um, does not uh, travel uh, away from gravity, from what I've been told throughout my life.
3: Precisely. I think Shakespeare said that first. Uh, So, But, yeah, that's the problem. So who do you blame? You blame a building. You blame a department. Well, how do you fix that? Mm.
2: I got a couple of quick things I'll uh, hit you with from Ian Bremmer that he tweeted out that I thought were interesting. The reality of the U.S. coronavirus response hasn't been as bad as the optics. Reopening will be more politicized. He's got an article on that. So it hasn't been that bad, but it's going to get ugly politically. And then he also said this. Nobody likes to hear this, but it's the truth. We are not living through the final phase of this crisis. We're still at its beginning. We will still have to live with this virus for a long time.
3: I don't know how we avoid that. And unless some unforeseen quirk of, you know, medical history happens and the thing just kind of mutates away. But no, I think we'll probably this will be like a second layer of flu for God knows how long. Until and and I pray it doesn't mutate quickly. And it would really, really help if China would let us look at those early samples. Come but as you on, pointed China? out, Jack, um, they haven't yet. They are still obfuscating and covering the truth in dirty communist China. Um, now come
1: on, China.
3: Although I, I heard, uh, I think it was on NPR today that various Asian American, uh, organizations are saying you shouldn't criticize China because we're seeing an increase in threats and people you? yelling at Chinese American, at Asian Americans. Are you really, or are you just trying to raise funds by claiming that? So anyway, the dirty, dirty communist Chinese regime, um, is still covering up the truth. But as I started to say, pray this thing doesn't mutate quickly and we can come up with a vaccine that really, really works. Then it will become, you know, just an unfortunate aspect of life as opposed to, you know, something that threatens lots and lots of us. Speaking of threats, <clears throat> CNN continues to lead the way in in uh, crappy journalism, although they have oh, plenty of competition, wow. plenty of competition. Uh, NBC in recent days has, has stood tall. In terms of crappiness, but declaring <clears throat> various world leaders dead. <laughs> yeah, for instance, uh, they have a headline. I'm they sorry, we
2: st- we we overstated
3: that. He's not dead. In fact, we have no information at all. Certainly, no good information. COVID nineteen. This is this is a reasonable story. COVID nineteen causes sudden strokes in young adults. Doctors say. It's one of the mysteries of this thing. There's growing evidence that COVID-19 infections can cause the blood to clot in unusual ways, which can cause stroke. And they're talking about uh, quite a few people under the age of 50 all had either mild symptoms or no symptoms at all, but had uh, increased clotting in their large arteries, leading to severe stroke. Our report shows a seven-fold increase in instance of, incidents of sudden stroke in young patients during the past two weeks. Very strange. There are so many question marks about this awful communist Chinese bat fever. Um, but that's a legit story, and that's fine. But one of the teasers they have off to the right is five-year-old girl dies from COVID-19, even as some states aim to reopen, which, which <laughs> oh, is fair. the worst worst sort of, A, sensationalism, and B, argument. Uh, hey, CNN, could be 5,000 little five-year-old girls will die if the American economy collapses.
2: I, I assume we're going to play a little of Anderson Cooper arguing with the mayor of Vegas, and you'll get the flavor of it. But mm-hmm. I, I really like this Ben Shapiro. He retweeted this, but it's pretty good. Because the Washington Post uh, took on this story. And in their eyes, of course, the entire world has turned against the mayor of Las Vegas and to the side of Anderson Cooper. Here's the tweet Ben Shapiro retweeted. Here's a comprehensive list of everyone and everything Washington Post cites as evidence of, quote, an outcry and, quote, public skewering of the mayor of Vegas. Here's the entire list. Perfect. Anderson Cooper, Jimmy Kimmel, a couple of Democratic politicians, a union boss, and two tweets. That's (laughs) the outcry. But that happens. That's the way all journalism now. People outraged, and then you quote, a tweet to make yeah. up your
3: arguments. So. Well, I tell you what, why don't we save Andy Cooper for the next segment? I'm reminded, and I can't believe I forgot this. I was going to talk about this. There is this wackadoodle congressperson from California, page loading, page loading. Uh, there, come on now, come on, where is it? Um, Who is absolutely... Cloward pivoting us. She is trying to overwhelm the welfare system to cause a uh, a crash. Oh, did they refresh and 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 get rid of the story? Come on, come on, come on! What are you doing? Oh, there it is, finally. Um, Representative Ro Khanna of California said. I think we forget how vulnerable young folks are. She's calling for the, a new stimulus package, a new, new stimulus package to include additional relief for student debt, stimulus money for high school students and college students and create and the creation of a federal program to give young people who are not bound for college the opportunity to earn a free post high school educational certificate. Whatever that would be. That's it's a high school diploma or or what? I mean, you've got already an A.A. degree, like a two year community college degree. Mm-hmm. So there's supposed to be stimulus money given to high school students. OK, so in other words, just hand out zillions of dollars of government money, uh, blah, 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 because Corona. Just
2: nuts. And that's known as the Jeremy Piven plan, where you try to overwhelm the system and bring on socialism?
3: It's actually the Cloward Piven plan. Okay. That's exactly right. That the only way we will get radical change is by overwhelming the system. Sending so many people to welfare and food stamps and having their lunches and breakfasts at school, the rest of it, that the system collapses. Then we will get to universal basic income and and socialist economics. Well, it probably would work. Right. Well, and, and they got a little help from their brothers, the Chinese, giving us the uh, Chairman Xi's Chinese bat fever, uh, which is definitely driving us toward insolvency, economic collapse, and, and the rest of it.
2: I can't believe I lived through disco fever and bat fever in the same lifetime.
3: Yeah, I know it. Well, we've seen it all. <laughs> we have seen it all. So Anderson Cooper <laughs> dropping not one or two, but 11 notches in my mind with a Utterly smug and unfair interview with the mayor of Las Vegas that's coming up in moments.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The
0: Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: There's a Chinese researchers have shown uh how this virus spreads. And I just want to put up for Ooh, our viewers, I just want to put up for our viewers. This is a, a restaurant
0: and you are tough.
4: <laughs> no, I'm not we're tired, back I just... to
0: China. This isn't China. Yep. This, this is, is Las a... Vegas, Nevada.
4: Wow. OK, that's really ignorant. This is a restaurant and the that's yellow ignorant circle to say that's an ignorant, that... ignorant statement. That's that's a restaurant.
3: <laughs> and yes, it's in China, but there are human beings, too. Wow. So if you question what China has said about the coronavirus, you're being ignorant, ignorant. In other words, racist. And you think, oh, Chinese human beings are different. No, Andy, you little twit. What we think is that the Chinese government has systematically lied about everything.
2: So uh, that was,
0: uh, how long did you say, like 20-minute long? twenty five, twenty six 25, 26-minute interview, yeah.
2: With Anderson Cooper and the mayor of Las Vegas, which I've only heard these clips of, but sounds uh, pretty feisty.
0: It sounds a little day-drinky.
3: <laughs> 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 Both of them. Both of them sound a little in their cups. How about clip number two?
0: The reality is I want us open in the city of Las Vegas so our people can go back to work.
3: You're encouraging
4: hundreds of thousands of people coming there, in casinos, smoking, drinking, touching slot machines. Doesn't that sound like a virus Petri dish?
0: You're being an alarmist. I'm not, I've lived a long life. I grew up in the heart of Manhattan. I know what it's like to be with subways and on buses and crammed into elevators. I think you are by saying what you have just said. So you don't believe there should be
4: any social distancing? You don't believe that this is Of course I
0: believe there should be. How do you do that in a casino? That's up to them to figure out. I i don't own a casino.
2: Well, I thought that was a particularly dumb thing to say. How do you social dis? Well, we're going to social distance all over the place. That is something that can be done and is being done lots of places.
3: Right. He asks it as if it's, it's just a ridiculous rhetorical question proving what a lunatic. No, Anderson, there's an answer to that. You know, we'll, we'll close every other slot machine or whatever, or we'll, you know, do, at maximum three people in a blackjack table, how do you do whatever.
2: It, how do you do it in a Target? How do you do it in a Best Buy? How do you do it in a pet store? All these places have been open the whole time. They have a way to do it. Uh, we're all, they, they have lines on the floor and you stay that far apart and blah, 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 right. blah. So there's, there's, some there's way a way to do
0: it. In theory, you're at the Target because you need supplies to stay alive. I'm not at the, I'm not at the casino out of any sort of need for my survival. Yeah, but the whole idea that you can only go out if you need it to survive is is
3: past. It's past. There's uh, some people who think it was necessary. There are plenty
0: of people who th- don't think it was necessary. But th- that's past. We can't continue like that. Right, and, then, and I'm fully, I'm, I'm just stating what the argument would, would be. I'm not advocating well, right. for that. Right, fair enough. And um, I, I tell you what, Anderson Cooper with his smug, snide,
3: superior tone about, so you just you just want to turn these uh, uh, casinos into a Petri dish? How about you answer him back with, so you just want to have 100,000 people out of work for the next year? You're freaking wealthy and have a lucrative contract. You would have no idea what it's like to be a blackjack dealer who has no revenue coming in and he might answer well well, maybe we're both right there you go now we can start talking about compromise and finding solutions and trying to keep people from starving while trying not to kill a bunch of people with chairman she's bat fever
2: now the polls have been overwhelming all the polls I've seen you know, depends on I ask the question obviously but I haven't seen a poll yet where it's not vast majority of people who are for keeping these stay at home shelter thingies going um, if you gave employees a choice between going to work and staying home, I wonder what most people would do.
3: Oh, that reminds me. Um, there's a great, where is that? Uh, a great account from a liberal newspaper about a coffee shop that's losing all of its employees because they can uh, not work and make more money than they can work.
2: In. Yeah, this has been a, become a problem in a lot of different places where you are making more money uh out of work then you made it your job there are also people that are uh uh, hoping to get laid off or trying to get laid off because you can make more money there (laughs) because you have oh
0: yeah horrible jobs that i i couldn't quit because i couldn't get unemployment there and Uh i didn't have savings to to bridge me to the next job so i needed the unemployment to give me time to find the new job
3: right yeah Um, here it is from uh i'm sorry were you in the middle of something uh, from NPR, Nakedly Progressive Radio, bitter taste for coffee shop owner. His new $600 jobless benefit drove her to close.
2: Bitter taste. Coffee's kind of a
3: bitter flavor, so
0: that's an interesting. You think you did that on purpose? That's a, hmm.
3: Clever folks there at NPR. Yeah. Uh, Even though she had customers, uh, she reluctantly decided to close the coffee shop just over a week ago. The very people we hired have now asked us to be laid off, not because they did not like their jobs or because they didn't want to work, but because it would cost them literally hundreds of dollars per week to be employed. With the federal government now offering $600 a week on top of the state's unemployment benefits, she recognized her former employees could make more money staying home than they did on the job.
2: Well, this was quite a battle in Congress, and there were people that were fighting, saying, no, we cannot have a situation where people will make more money than at their job, because that doesn't work, obviously. And then there was another crowd that thought, oh, that's that's perfectly reasonable.
3: Yeah, well, and a, a couple of your conservative-slash-libertarian types were saying, wait, 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 we need to talk about this, and they were just utterly scourged for holding up the process. We have to hurry. We have to hurry, hurry, hurry. This is an emergency. So, I don't know. I don't know. There's a whole lot of crazy that's going to happen uh, around the coronavirus thing, and, and some of it may result in good, but a lot of it will not. But, pandemics yeah. are rarely cited as positives. Yeah. <laughs> So I That's suppose I shouldn't be point. that surprised. Yeah. yeah.
2: New York New York Times has a headline, the $600 unemployment booster shot. People on unemployment normally receive, on average, less than half their weekly salaries. Now many are poised to receive more than they would with their regular job. So that is a different way to structure society, no doubt. But Final thoughts, thoughts with A-N-G. A-N-G is melancholy. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty.
3: That reminds me, I was flipping around the radio the other day, and I heard one of those, like, double flaccid songs from the 70s in which the skinniest armed and hairless and most effeminate men were being celebrated and singing in similar fashion with just... testicle-free soft rock. What an awful (laughs) era in popular music. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crowd. There he is. Michelangelo, fire away. All right. If you see your neighbor getting their mail,
4: opening their garage or opening their windows, call them in. Only you can keep us safe. Exactly.
3: (laughs) Tattle. Positive Sean, our producer, has a final thought for us.
0: I will be outsourcing my final thought to one William Shakespeare, who both uh, was born and died on this day. My crown is called Content. A crown that seldom kings enjoy. Good one, mm. Mm. Uh, Jack. A final thought
2: for the folks: brevity is the soul of wit. Is Shakespeare. Winter, wow. winter of discontent. Is Shakespeare. The wheel has come full circle. Is Shakespeare. A lot of different things are Shakespeare. But I'm going to hit you with my. Widow's my favorite. My go favorite? ahead, take the whole uh, time. Whether I want to go up, uplifting or down, or, uh, all the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. They all have exits and entrances, and one man in his time plays many parts. That one's kind of neutral, just kind of explains life. This is the one I like, though, from Macbeth. Life is but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage, and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury signifying nothing. In other words, life is pointless.
3: (laughs) Well, that's one one way to interpret it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A tale told by an idiot. My final thought is, uh, I am I think it's so fabulous you're reading Tom Sawyer to your boy. I have a date to meet my daughter in the backyard just to chat this afternoon. We're going to sit in the sunshine and talk about life.
2: Nothing wrong with that. I hope you're social distancing. Have nope. your binoculars out to spy on other people and call 911. Not going to. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Go to com. Lots of great clicks. See you tomorrow. God bless America.
3: I also read three Shakespeare's. Armstrong and Getty.
0: For current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.